Welcome to this podcast from Harvest Community Church of Huntersville, North Carolina, where our vision is to make disciples who make disciples for God's glory. I'm your host, Liz Stefanini. At Harvest, we are coming to the final week of our annual 40 Days of Prayer. This year's theme has been learning how to pray for others more biblically based on the New Testament letter of Colossians. On today's podcast, Senior Pastor Jerry Barber talks with some harvesters who helped create the prayer guide for week six of the 40 days, February 5th through the 11th, to help us keep on praying well. Thanks, Liz. And today begins week six of the 40 days of prayer, which is Really exciting uh, to, to conclude, although we're maybe many people are sad because we don't want it to be over. In week six, we're looking at Colossians 4, and we're going to be praying that believers, specifically our church, will be devoted to prayer. We've prayed about a lot of different things through Colossians, and now we want to culminate it by praying that we will be devoted to prayer. I'm joined again by Amy Granada, who wrote our family discipleship material. Amy? Glad to have you you. again. Yeah. And also by Marybelle Chittenden, who was one of our Bible study writers for the week. Marybelle, we're glad that you're here for this. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is not your first rodeo. You've been, we were just talking a minute ago, you've been a part of a few 40 days of prayer. I didn't do the last couple years because I was just really busy and, and I missed it. So when I was asked again this year, it was just... An easy yes. <laughs> Good. Well, I, we love those of us who ask like easy yeses. <laughs> and so as you wrote this material from Colossians 4, like what stood out to you? What, what was there? Were there one or two things that just really hit you? I think the main thing was in verse, their very first verse, devote yourself to prayer and being watchful and thankful. That just, and it kind of permeated the whole thing. And it just reflected kind of a um, growth in my prayer life and the personal thing that, that, that took place in my own prayer life. And so it, it put it all together and just reminded me of how I had grown in my prayer life and even changed over the, over the years from coming to a place of guilt because I wasn't praying enough to a place of being natural, feeling natural in my prayer, which I think this verse uh, is devoted to. So you mean God doesn't want us to pray just so we won't be guilty? Is that what you're saying? You know, I think so, because <laughs> I, I would feel, you know, I would hear all these things, and I'd, I'd att- I attended a lot of uh, different seminars on prayer, and I'd just get gun ho and I'm going to pray at this t- certain time, and I'm going to pray for this length of time, and I'm going to follow this procedure, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and I, you know, just, and I really get going, and then I'd kind of step back a little bit, and I'd skip a day, and that 10 o'clock time would come and go, and then I moved into feeling guilty. And that's not a good feeling because when you feel guilty, it almost makes you not want to do it. And so I would go through these cycles and I would often start the first of the year, New Year's resolutions. This is the year I'm going to do it right. And I would get into the guilt and, and that wasn't a good feeling. 
Yeah. So if you uh, if you look back then in that growth process, I, I'm thinking of people who might be listening to this podcast who are going through that very thing. Maybe they're like, oh, I know I should pray, but I'm not sure. You know, maybe they're, they're struggling with guilt or they're struggling with learning and making it natural and stuff like that. What helped you along the way? Were, were there people that helped you? Was it um, just something that came from God, from, from the Scripture? Uh, what were some of the things that helped you move from guilt to really uh, more productive prayer life? I think it was all the things that you've mentioned through Bible study and through other people and through experiences. But I think what really helped me move into it is the fact that the Holy Spirit was present with me, which means that God was with me 24-7. And I know when I would, would study the prayers of Jesus and how he would go go off and and he would pray for a certain amount of time and he would pray for an hour and he'd teach people to pray and all these other things. But then he left the Holy Spirit. And when he left the Holy Spirit, I have that presence of Christ with me all the time. And I compared it with being with a friend and walking with a friend 24-7. What do you do with a friend 24-7? Yes, you do have some times where you just sit the two of you and just converse and have a time set aside just to talk. There's times that you just have quiet times where you enjoy each other's presence. There, is, there are times that you just something pops up and you, you say what you're thinking and you see something and you mention it. And it started to transform my way of thinking of how I prayed. And, and I, I would read like, pray continually or pray and I think, how do you do that? You, you do go to a monastery and you know set aside all this time to pray. And I realized I set up little things for myself. Like I'd come to a stop sign and I'd think, stop and pray. And so instead of sitting there frustrated that the light wasn't changing, I just, whatever popped into my mind, I'd pray. Or, or I'd see a policeman pull somebody over or, or an accident. That was my signal to, to just pray. Pray for the safety of the policeman, pray for the peace of the person that had just been stopped for speeding or whatever. And I found when I started doing that, that I was becoming communicating with God, which I think what, what prayer is. Yes, it's the time to set aside, but it also was the time, just this natural conversation that I had. I'd see a mountain or I'd see a rainbow or something, and then I could say, thank you, Lord, you know, for that. Thank you for uh, the beauty that's around me. And there were all kinds of reminders. And that's why when it comes to the point of saying being watchful and thankful, I, I changed that into, and I think I wrote about that, being watchfully aware. That when you become watchfully aware, there's things all around. And there's times that I pass things and I didn't even notice it. And I pass them. Uh, I would walk in my neighborhood and I'd see a playground, play set in the backyard. And so I'd pray for that family. I didn't know them, but I knew they had children. And so I prayed for them as parents. And it kind of was just a natural thing as I was walking that I could pray for the 
houses that I was walking. So it took the guilt off me because it was became a natural communication that I was having. And I felt, I am praying continually. I am doing what the scripture tells me to do. And it, it wasn't something I had to get up in the morning and force myself to. It just became really natural and it had much more meaning to me. And because it had more meaning to me, I think it was honored by God. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because the whole book of Colossians, the theme is almost in Christ. It's who we are in Christ and it's about a relationship with Christ. And all of us can like have these check boxes like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, do this, this. It is true. There, there's discipline involved, and there are times of intentionality. But, but he desires a relationship with us, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you describe—a right. a relationship of of prayer and intimacy with him. And I think that's so true. Just to come to realize that it wasn't just me who wanted that. That's what he wanted. Yeah. He wanted that all the time, and he was probably up there saying, "Maribel, just relax. I'm your friend. I'm here. I'm with you." Just, you need, you know, and it, and it becomes so simple that I'm just driving along and I'm just saying, thank you, Lord. I don't even, you know, there's not anything particular happening. But somehow just saying, thank you, Lord, that's my prayer. And that's my communication and that's my worship. And, you know, just doing little things like, I think I mentioned before in, in when I uh, did the prayer thing, uh, 40 days, is that I, I learned before I went to bed, I, I read the prayer requests. They may be from my group, Sharing Hearts or Healing Hearts, or they may be other things. And I just read them, just read them, and, and don't necessarily spend time, but I go to go to sleep. And when I wake up, um, Jerry Barber's on my mind, let's say. And I'll say a prayer for him, you know, because I've thought about him before. And then I go back to sleep. But it's just, I think the thing I'm talking about is being natural in, in that communication and in that relationship. And I don't have that guilt anymore. Yes, there are days that go by and I haven't set aside an hour or a half hour, but I've been communicating with Christ all day long. Yeah, that's and, 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 and I, I, don't, I don't have that guilt that I used to have because of that. Yeah, that is good. Uh, well, let's turn to Amy. I might ask you another question uh, in a minute, Mary Bell. But Amy, again, uh, as we come to this last week, what, just we just want to say thank you for what you did to help our families and children uh, this year. What can they expect in week six? Maribel did a great job introducing how she prays for her neighborhood. And one of the items that is in the week six family discipleship is taking a neighborhood prayer walk. Um, And like she mentioned, even if you don't know the family, there's still opportunities to pray. Pray that you would have a chance to get to know them better. Um, Things like if they have a a fence and and a play structure in their backyard, you know they have kids, you know, pray for their family. One thing you can also do is depending on how well you know the family, you could leave them a note, let them know that you prayed for them. If you know they're believers, you could knock on their door and ask to pray with them. Um, just letting them know that you care. And I, th- I think one thing with our world being so um, connected with technology, sometimes that's hard for us to be watchful. We're not 
we're not necessarily watching the right things. We're watching a screen. We're not paying attention to what's going on around us. Um, another thing that we have this week is a challenge to encourage others like Paul. So think about a favorite Harvest Kids or Harvest Students teacher or a pastor or a Bible study leader. Um, have your kids write a note or draw a picture thanking them for their teaching and saying something that they like about them. Um, it's always good to get real mail. So let's, let's mail them. It's always good to not get a bill in the mail. And you can sign your letter, Grace and Peace, like Paul did. So use it as an opportunity not only to encourage others, but to learn about Paul and how he wrote to encourage others as well. Amy, you mentioned uh, about people looking at their screens. And earlier when Mary Bell was, was talking, uh, I thought about uh, something that helps me uh, in terms of really being devoted to prayer, and that is taking advantage of little opportunities. And for me, that's my phone. Because like most people, I carry a phone and I look at it a lot of times in a day. I don't know how many times I do in a day. During these 40 days, I've been intentionally saying, put first of all, I put the memory verse for the week on my phone as my screensaver. So every time I look at the phone, unless it's an urgent emergency phone call, I actually think about that verse briefly and try to pray whatever I'm doing. And it's, that's just very helpful. And maybe it's hopefully helping me. And maybe if that, you like that idea, you could try it and help all of us not to be so addicted to technology, but be more devoted to prayer. So thank you. Uh, just any closing thoughts, Mary Bell, that, that you might have, or Amy, either one of you, that how people can just really get ready for this last week? Well, the one thing that you mentioned, I don't know if it's a closing thought, but where it talks about in verse 6 about relating to outsiders, and I was thinking when you said about the phone that I've started to do, and it really has opened, and I asked the Lord to, to make the, these opportunities available for me and for me to do that. I'll get in an elevator, and what's everybody doing on that elevator? They're all looking at the phone. I go to a waiting room in the doctor's office. What's everybody doing? They're looking at their phone. And so sometimes in the past, I've just pulled my phone out too. Now I've started a new thing where I speak to a person. And sometimes you can tell that that's why the season, you have to be smart in it. And they just kind of look at you and look back at their phone. You think, okay, well, that's not. But nine times out of 10, they will put it down, and it was like, wow, someone's talking to me. And it gives me an opportunity, and, and God will honor that, and He will open up times for me to say something about Christ in it. It just may be a little thing like, yeah, you know, I've really prayed. I've got this appointment today. I know the Lord's going to help me through it. It might be as simple as that. But when you become watchfully aware and take the step, it's just interesting how people will respond because they're looking for communication. They're looking for relationships. And even though they've got their phone in front of them, and it's, it's God doing it. I've been in waiting rooms. Sometimes you start with one, and pretty soon all four around who are sitting there, we're all conversing and talking. That's awesome. And it's just great. Yeah. And just looking for those opportunities. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, for all of you out there listening to the podcast, we just pray that this will be a, a, a very profitable last week of the 40 days of prayer, that you will 
learn, all of us are in process, what it means to be devoted to prayer. Thanks again for joining us from Harvest Community Church. This podcast is also available on our website, harvestcharlotte.com. Please go there if you want to send a question or comment, learn more about our church, or find out how you can donate to support the podcast.